Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Sharkies v the Bulldogs. Bludger. She's <laughs> on glad you said it off the bat. <laughs> oh my God. This is a rough gig. Look, this was, if you needed someone to explain to you what trial footy is all about, <laughs> this was it. It was just an absolute bludger of a game. The, the shining light is both teams ripped and teared in defence, I thought. Um, now, you could argue, did they have much thrown at them in good ball? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but as I said, the Bulldogs, notorious, like, worst defensive effort they've had in a, you know, maybe ever last year. I thought they were ripped, like, they, at the very least, ripped and teared in defence. And I thought the, the Sharkies did too. Um, let's get the, I wouldn't say negatives, but some surprises out of the way. Big, like, for me anyway, personally. I was a bit surprised that Trindle didn't just, like, take hold of the game immediately. Because I really rate Trindle. Like, I mm. think that he's a really good half. He came through playing seven, I'm pretty sure, as well. So it's not like he's totally unfamiliar to seven. I mean, a lot of people thought he was a seven more than a six. I think he's an out-and-out -out six. Um, look, he's still relatively young. He's 23, 24. For a half, that's pretty young. But I was a little bit surprised that it just didn't seem... He got his bearings a little bit towards the end of the game. But for a, a player that Hines is out... You're across from Drew Hutchison, who, you know, a bit of a utility. Yes, he grew up playing, but it's not like he's an established seven in first grade. Then Sexton come along. I was a little bit surprised that Trindle didn't, Trindle didn't show that he has the potential to be a step above that. That was a bit surprised for me. Yeah, when I saw that Hines was ruled out, I sort of, there was part of me that thought, Christ, this could be worse from Canterbury, because at least when Hines there, you know what you're going to get. Mm. You know what to expect. I thought, geez, if Trindle really takes control here and plays the way that he plays, which is very different to how Nico Hines plays, it could be really hard to handle. But he just, uh, I agree with you. He just never really grabbed the game, did he? Yeah, like initial, like the first 20 minutes, like the kicking from both sides was like, I was like genuinely shocked. I'm like, this is, you know, we've got, uh, and no disrespect at all, but like a guy like Aiden Caesar coming back from the Super League, his kicking game is, is better than current up and coming guns right now. And look, maybe that is because he's got so much experience. We have to remember he's gone to a grand final. So I'm not sitting here saying that like, 
He's a terrible seven, but I'm saying he's in the Tigers, who are at the bottom of the table, coming back from Super League, a bit older, and his ability to just grab a game against the Warriors initially, mm. I know they ended up losing. Um, so you would, you would hope, if you're a Sharks fan, especially if you're a Sharks fan, but also if you're a Bulldogs fan, that your six or seven, at the very least, would be able to just like grab hold of a game. Doesn't necessarily have to kill it, but just give good platform and then see how you go from there. To his credit, I was a bit surprised I made the decision to start with Atkinson mm. on there. Mm. I thought uh, Puru would have been the obvious That was surprising there. to me too. Yeah, Because um, I thought it didn't really seem like he had much of a kicking game as well. He looks like a very much a ball-running six, more of a fullback. He's, yeah, he's a, he, he's a bit of a, uh, a scat sort of character, Atkinson. Mm. He's just a Off the footballer cuff, that you yeah. put out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and like Puru, Puru, like when you look at him, if someone gets injured this year, you'd think he's the next up. So uh, why wouldn't you play him? <coughs> I, was I was in a little bit two minds about his performance from the Sharkies, trying to like be glass half full about him. But like Atkinson and Trindle did struggle to link up in this game. Like you boys, I was watching very keenly with a, a close eye on Trindle for Supercoach purposes, and he just didn't grasp it the way we sort of hoped he would. At the same time, we know when Nico comes back in, just the side oh, changes totally entirely. Different. The whole attack changes. Trindle's game changes. So I'm like, you know what? It's a one-off game. It was As you said, Kempi, it was a bludger. So I'm happy to look past it. It is a bit of a concern, though, if something does happen to Nico Hines. Where does this leave the Sharks? Again, it's one trial game. You don't want to be too critical, yeah. but it is a concern. Uh, like, I agree with everything you're saying. It is absolutely just a trial game. But when you're about 50 games into NRL... 23, 24 years old. You've got all the talent. Like we've seen Trindle. He literally killed it the week before for yeah. the All-Stars. Now, maybe that's a, uh, because he was with Hines. But I feel like he's a better player than just because just I'm with Hines. I feel like he has more to offer there. I think that it's getting to the point where Trindle... Okay, so this year it's not at the point where he can't afford to have bad trials like that. But I'd argue next year if he come out and had a trial like that again and, and had an inconsistent season... That's when you go, like, you're, you're 60, 70 games in your career. Like, you should be hitting trials. And you don't have to kill it, but you should be, like, taking control of trials. You hit it on the nose there. 51 first grade games. Trindle. There you go. There you go. And this is – the reason why I'm saying this is because I think Trindle has a lot of potential. Like, yeah. I really like him as a half. And I, I also understood why they were like, all right, Moylan, it's time for you to move on. We're going to bring Trindle through. I think he absolutely deserves a six jersey. I think – agree, it's just a trial. But as you get higher into your NRL career or more games in, you just got to be more consistent. Yeah. More consistent. If it was Putter that came in and had that performance, wouldn't, wouldn't probably mind. don't even mention it. Yeah, we wouldn't even mention it. Trindle's just Trindle's. He's in an NRL player. Yeah. And also, they try to win a comp this year. Yeah. You know, you're not yeah. like you're not there to just squeeze in the eight. You're trying to win a comp with Hines with you. Um, and so it sounds like we're being harsh because it wasn't like he was shocking by any stretch. But it's just like. I think he's got more in him. I think he's got more in him. Now, from a team perspective, though, I actually thought their forwards were quite good, especially their front row rotation. Uh, even T. Wilton, I thought he was really good. Um, Britton, he caught up. We know what he's going to do. I thought um, Kofusi and Hunt, especially the starting front row, I thought they were really good. I think Kofusi's had a really good pre-season. Yeah, looks like game. it. Yeah. Looks like sure. they've got some middle forward depth in that side. Like mm. Kofusi, he might have played his way onto the bench, but... Um, you know, Jack Williams there, Tommy Hazelton's been good. They have so many options. And wild now that um, Hamlin Mello's re-signed and mm. AFB arrives next year. Royce Hunt. That window, like, <laughs> it's opening. Oh, man. Like that's, like, that's why this year it's really important to get an answer as to whether this squad can win a comp. Yep. So, for example, 
if you go to a prelim and you lose with this squad, I think Sharky's fans, obviously it'll be devastating. I understand all that. But you can go, okay, we bring in AFB, which has been kind of like we've been just missing that superstar kind of middle mm. for a while. We can go one step further. The concern will be this year rolls around, they come 10th. And you go, even with AFB, not much change. Like, you're not, you're not going from 10th. I mean, you could maybe in crazy world, but most likely you're not going from 10th to winning a comp just because you sign a really, really good front rower. Um, and that's the tough thing this year. The team that finishes 10th will probably be a pretty good footy side yeah. too. Oh, yeah. The depth in the comp is just crazy. crazy. Uh, mate, Ido came on late in that game. Um, nine hit-ups, 114 metres, 64 post-contact metres, five tackle breaks. I don't think he's done enough to move Talakai out of the side or get into the side, but... Could have done much more. Mate, you don't want to be the Sharky to get injured or suspended and give him a shot. Yeah, especially what I loved about his stint is what we are talking about in the show uh, last week. Um, just like that energy, that yeah. desperation, when you get on the field, just like that body language of like, give me the fucking ball, I'll take a hit up, mm. give me another hit up. Like That's how you squeeze into first grade games, uh, first grade teams in trials, is that kind of attitude. Yeah, and it is, it's been these trials that he's done that sort of stuff and he's been good, uh, but by f- like, you just, you haven't seen the upside of him in these trials. He's got a lot more to give. Yeah. Just more like the unfortunate thing last week was against the Knights and they got pumped, so it's like hard to get the ball then. And then obviously this week you only got what twenty minutes, twenty. What was it? Yeah, he didn't play. He didn't. He yeah. didn't get that long. He didn't get that long. Um, who else? Uh, I thought Tapua. I, he's I good, eh? Uh, yeah, like about he, him. Yeah. something about him. It's not like he come on and set the world alight, but his his size, his presence. He's another guy that could just round out that depth if there's any injuries in the middle. Um, who stood out? Who else stood out for you guys? Tommy Hazelden put a big hit on when he, as soon as he got on there. I um, love Tommy Hazelden. I'm a big Tommy Hazelden fan. Just big cold hero, big big chip off the old block from uh, Fitzgibbon there. Big baldy in the middle. Um, <laughs> mate, he, he, I like him, and I think you know you touched on him before. Tim, he gives them some good depth through the middle there as well. Um, I did like just the one thing that probably stood out for me was a bit of a bludger as, as we've kind of touched on, but that hit on Preston from Talakai. I felt it. Felt that one on the couch at home. That was oh, yeah. jammed up, jammed in on him. That was good. Yep. Talakai is so strong. Mm. Jeez, Louise, strong. Yep. Um, anyone else stand for you? Uh, in regards to the way they played, it's look, when you don't have Hines in your side, it just shows you, like, he is everything to that side. He genuinely is everything. Yeah, and, you know, a Dali M winning halfback, so he should be. Mm. And you can't get close to replicating the way he plays footy and the way he plays as number seven. With this, He gets so many touches. He's all across the field. You can't bring someone in to do anything like his role for that team. Yeah, yeah like, and he's such a unique 7-2. Like, mm. I think, I actually think that he's not similar to Cleary. He's actually probably closer to Mitch Moses than he is Cleary in regards to the style of play. I think we also saw... For a not noted kicker, geez, they missed his kicking game. Like he's no one sits there and goes, "Oh, Hines is a top tier kicker," and and you know maybe he isn't, but far out. Look at the difference and how important kicking is when he wasn't there. His kicking game has really improved though, massively, think, yeah. especially Mass- in the wet. Oh, massively. Um, so, look, this is as I said, a trial match. You're going to have games like this where you go, "Oh my god, my team looks like it's frigging bottom four. Just a trial match. I think you're going to find a very different side come round one. Um, still unsure as to, you know, will they be a top four side, a top eight side? Be very surprised if they aren't at least, at the very least, fighting for the eight. Um, I think as a Sharks fan, you walk away and go, we conceded six points. Mm. Yeah. And then defensively, that's what 
kind of and also for the first um oh, i've got it here actually got me show notes just had a nice cup of tea and just <laughs> scribbled down some notes there hammy just get it up for you mate <laughs> I don't know. What I don't was know. in that tea? <laughs> 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 yeah. um, 92% completion rate for the first 25 minutes. Also, did not have any tea. I just made that up on the spot. Um, but uh, but what is not made up, 92% completion rate, the first 25 minutes. Why I like to see that is a committed side to a game plan. Um, it's a side that is listening to the coach. So certain things may not have been going their way, but at least they're all committed to low, low error count. Completely off topic, but uh, me and my brother were talking the other night watching your Instagram story about how, like, how far away is Rain sleeping when you're from you when you're watching footy? Because you are screaming and yelling and carrying on like a fucking tit. It's unreal. Well, that's what the tea will do to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he, sometimes he just sits right next to me. He's next to you throughout? Yeah, so, sometimes, yeah, right. yeah, sometimes, or he'll be climbing all over me. Um, the little terrier. <laughs> you're such a terrier, Rainy. That's what I say to him. I say, damn, you're a little terrier. Are you a tea guy? No, I'm actually not a tea guy. Oh. Tell you what, I needed some tea. I've been up since like 3.30 this morning. Rain, you were terrorising my sleep. That's what you were doing last night. But it's okay because you're cute as shit. Just on, just on Instagram, uh, yeah. uh, love the Guru Instagram story takeover on both this weekend. Yeah. I would, I would have loved to have seen a bit more from him, but um, maybe a few times through the season. He costs too much. Yeah. <laughs> you're probably right. The Guru star, he costs too much. Yeah. I could only, he only could afford one little snippet, 30 seconds, he reckons. Maybe we can crowdfund and get a bit more Guru. Guru uh, content? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, far out. If you haven't checked it out, uh, it's on Instagram, on The Real. Uh, guru took over for... 30, 30 to 40 No seconds. need to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is. Um, okay, now on to the dogs. Oh, yeah, sorry, on to the dogs. Um, it's, it's like I would say the dogs have more concerns out of this than the Sharkies, not because they played considerably worse, but because they are no closer in regards to form on key positions. Seven, Mitchell, Sexton, I don't know. I didn't think any either of them played good enough to lock that down. At fullback, unfortunately, Taff didn't have the best game. Well, he had a really bad game. You know, Connor Tracy has to be probably your – I think Connor Tracy at the moment has to be your option. Now, maybe he's injured. Now, the yarn that I've that's come out of the Bulldogs is the reason why Critter didn't play is because he did his quad or something like that. He hasn't had a full preseason, so he's going to start at centre. They're going to maybe ease him into fullback at some stage. Um but I think at the moment, everyone fully fit. You obviously have Critter there. If not, I think you've got to put Tracy back there. Yeah, I tr- Tracy would be my fullback. Um, mate, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Blake Tarf. I'm, I'm not convinced he's actually a fullback. Mm. You look at like when he really impressed the New South Wales Cup and all that, he was playing 5-8. Uh, I, I just don't think he's a fullback. He doesn't look comfortable there to me. Um, I would be chucking Connor Tracy in there for sure. As you said, Kempi, the concerns for both teams, but the Sharkies know they're 17 or at the very least they're 13 going into round one. The doggies so many headaches. The, the critter thing confused me a bit. There's a bit of chat that maybe there was a slight quad niggle, but I don't think it's anything too, too major. Maybe that was why, but I don't want to sound like a broken record because we've spoken about this throughout the preseason, but he has to be given a crack at fullback, doesn't he? He said if it doesn't work after six weeks... You know, they're not winning a premiership this year. Make the move and make it trace or make it tough, whoever you want it to be. Sure, it's worth a try, if nothing else. I, yeah, I just don't understand it. And look, I, I can understand their thinking of if Taft plays as well as we know he can, he can be 
a great, uh, sorry, a good, solid fullback that can ball play. So we can just get Critter in good spots and we can use him for that. So I, I see where they're coming from in that perspective, but we've been pretty rock solid on this. A guy like Critter in a team at the Bulldogs needs to be at fullback because he is an elite top-tier player. Mm-hmm. So you, in a key position, even though he's most likely a better centre, you need an elite top-tier player in that fullback role if the other guys at the moment aren't in good – especially if they're not in good form, but also on the small chance that he explodes. Because like, that's another thing that's like, as you just alluded to, what if he kills it and he's one of the best fullbacks in the are – you, are we all going to sit here honestly and say he doesn't have the athletic ability to be one of the better fullbacks in the competition? On the small chance that the biggest big game player in rugby league happens to do well – what have you got to lose? Yeah, and also he's a club captain now as well, so wouldn't you get him in a key position yeah. to... Yeah, and also this very, like, bitter word that there's a quad nil, whatever. Maybe there was, maybe there wasn't. If your star recruit has a genuine, like, quad concern, as if you're playing them for 20 minutes in a trial, you're just like, mate, just get good for round one. We'll like, be right. like, look, the argument could be match fitness. So yeah. you don't want to put him at the back and he goes out and he runs for 200 metres and in the 205th metre he does his hammy. You know what I mean? I know we'd only play 20 minutes, but I know what you're saying. Like, mm-hmm. if he genuinely had a niggle, he either plays or he doesn't play. The other thing that I couldn't make sense of, and Phil Gould's uh, cleared it up on Twitter overnight, uh, it was Sam Hughes and Curran, mm. who both had a bug or something, so they okay. played limited minutes. So we saw Salmon and Kurt Mann playing the 13 role. Uh, Josh Curran in his minutes the other day ball played for about four seconds and looked like the best out of all of them for me. Uh, so they also don't really know what their 13 looks like. Yeah, because I, I don't mind Salmon at 13. I really don't. Um, but, you know, also Curran is great. Like, literally in every position, nearly, they – like, even I – d- I do think – like, a guy like Reed Marnie, he works his absolute backside off. But if if the – he keeps having inconsistent games for the doggies. There's probably going to be pressure on him because that number nine that came on is bloody good. Now, it's going to take a while. Like, Reed is absolutely the starting nine. Absolutely. Reed at his best is literally a top-tier nine. But he just, I don't know what it is. I feel like sometimes he falls, not sometimes, but he may be falling back into the trap of trying to do too much sometimes instead of just pulling it back a little bit. And I know it would be hard for Reed because... A, that's in his nature. He's tough as anything. But B, like you're in a side that you've gone from Mitch Moses, Dylan Brown, where you just go bang, hit, hit him. Whereas that you're in a side right now where your sevens just aren't at the moment creating anything. So you're like, well, I got to try to do something around here. So I've got some real concerns for Reed Marnie at the Dogs, and this is coming from a perspective of at Parramatta. I thought he was one of the best nines in the competition, and I loved what he did. But there's just a lot of subpar performances backing up week after week for him. Like, even in this trial, he missed eight tackles again. I think he was, like, top missed tackle in the competition last season. They just looked clunky in attack around the ruck. I know he had the early try assist. Uh, try assist? I oh, know, Matt Modern last week. But it's just not flowing nicely there. And even in defence, Kempi, you mentioned, like, maybe he's going a little bit too hard. And to credit to him that he does fly off the line and try and put shots on. But it's almost like you've just got to take us sit seat like take a um, back seat and have a look at what Cameron Smith used to do as a nine in defense he'd fly up off the line line seat was incredible but he'd catch he'd wrestle he'd slow everything down he'd never fly off and try and put shots on and he's probably the best what almost number nine defender we've ever seen in terms of the ability to slow the rock not missing tackles like 
he needs to change attitude around yeah. that a little bit. I, I, the argument, I guess, for Reedy there would be like, he's just trying to inspire something. Like, boys, yeah. give me something. Whereas, like, Smithy is in this forward pack where he doesn't need to really inspire much at all. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, it's a harsh comparison, yeah, like, but you know what I mean. I, like, I absolutely know what you're saying. wrestle. Because I, I agree with you, like, with Reedy, he, it's – and he actually, you know, he'd been on the potty before and he actually said, like, it was one of my biggest issues coming through mm. where, like, off the tap, I'd be in the line trying to shot a, a, a front rower and it was Mickey Innes that said to him, mate, just you've got to be smart about it because you're not going to be able to do that forever and you're putting yourselves in this position, blah, blah. And I think that, like, Reedy at the Dogs, it's such a difficult spot that he's in because what do you do? Do you try and inspire the boys that need inspiration, like absolutely desperately need it, or... Do you be a bit more selfish and go, you know what? I'm going to take a little bit of a step back and just play my role on the side. It's a tough I, – I understand it's tough already, but at the end of the day, you're, played to play, you're paid to play good footy. And I can understand why Bulldogs fans would be like, we need a bit more – well, we need a lot more from Reedy this year. And even in attack, like maybe I am off here, but I thought he had some of the best service from number nine in the competition at Parramatta. I just feel like that's gone down. There's a few passes hitting the deck. hasn't been as good – it could, it could be because they've had a thousand mm. halves pairings. So that timing is just off. And it, it, like, put it this way. So Burton was seven at, at stages. Then he was back at six. And so he's usually not first receiver. Then they had Sexton. Then they had Flanagan. Then they had, you know what I mean? It's so hard yards. So very hard to get that timing of a seven right. Whereas when he was at the Eels, Moses, every game was essentially a seven. It was when he was at the Eels. Like, I was watching him pass there going, fuck, he throws like a union halfback. It's yeah. like beautiful. He was incredible, yeah. So, like, regardless of whose fault it is, obviously you still need Reedy to play better this year. But I do think a little bit of slack has to be cut in the fact that he hasn't had a seven yeah. to get the timing right. Because that timing's everything. And, right? and this is coming from a perspective. I said, like, I'm, I'm knocking him a bit, but at, at Parramatta, I thought he was one of you know, the top maybe five hookers in the game. Is this close to origin? Yeah, and that form has just been nowhere near it in the last 12 months. And that's where, like, sometimes it's harsh to knock guys on their potential, but, like, you're knocking him based on just what he's done. We've seen We've it. We've seen yeah. it consistently from it. Yeah, we've seen it for years yep. as well. Yeah. Um, I think it's a mixture of two things. Yep. Like him, form, for sure. But also, I think that the Bulldogs have been such a fucking mess to play. Like, imagine playing in that forward pack where... So, he arrived last year, correct? Yeah. So, basically, most of that squad is no longer there. So, that forward pack that he's been trying to work combos with and timings with, essentially not there anymore. That's, that, that's tough. Tough like, gig. Yeah, it's a tough gig to get that timing right. You know, some halves love it straight off the deck. Some halves like an extra second so that they hold the markers in. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a delicate balance, but I understand Dog's frustration because it's like, well, that's what we're paying you for because you're a good hooker and you need to find that balance for us. You're not a rookie hooker that can, you know, so that, that's going to be a key for them. Positive that I saw for Canterbury that I like seeing. Obviously, Stephen Crichton got made captain the other day, which I think took a few of us by surprise. Took me by surprise anyway. Um, mate, I loved how animated he was, even on the sideline. Yeah. Every time they flashed down there, he was never sitting down. He was up and about. He was talking to young guys. Um, and from what I've heard within Canterbury, it sounds like they are very happy with the decision. Yeah, I've also heard um, that – like, this could be wrong, but my yarn, actually, Timmy, you might know, they did a, like a – an off-season camp or a pre-season camp and they did like some everyone voted on who's the best leader of the camp or something and he got voted and it was all unan- uh, anonymous yep and he got voted basically yeah. number one from what i've heard including the people running the army camp who should be the who's the best leader here i, th- I don't think he missed a vote 
Yeah. Wow. They reckon everything, like, from the second he turned up there, he's been the loudest voice on the training party, leading by example. One of them blokes where when he talks, you listen, he has everyone's attention. So very exciting. Yeah. I, there's been a lot of pushback for it. And I, I wasn't surprised by it because I'd already spoken to people that had been in teams with Critter. And so although because we hadn't seen his personality front-facing to the media, you just assume, oh, he must be a quiet guy mm. in the locker room. Every single person I spoke to said, no, he is one of the biggest personalities in the locker room. Yeah, and this is something that you said a few weeks ago, mm. uh, and it's aged <laughs> very well. Yeah, still got shit for it. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he comes a lot of shit for it, I remember. That's the yeah. internet, baby. That's the internet. Um, okay, positives for the doggies, uh, and then we'll move on. Wilson. Have you got any to say? No, I was just saying positives. I was going to say, well, we saw a little glimpse of their left side there uh, get going once or twice. You've got Burton, Kikau, Crichton, Fox. So if Crichton is going to play at centre, that's a pretty impressive left side. And they did kind of get away down there once or twice and Nicker came and covered and, and kind of saved. Uh, he got put in the sin bin, but they look pretty dangerous. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> they look pretty dangerous down there. So it was a bit of a bludger of a game. But that kind of stood out to me as like, there's at least something to look forward to there. That left edge is pretty... I think uh, one tough thing for Canterbury is, uh, for me, probably the most impressive across their two trials was Bronson. He's probably not going to be in the round one Mm. side because Kiraz comes back in. And my boy Wilson, gun. Wilson on the wing is a gun. He's a goer. Oh, I love watching him play. It is similar-ish in the the Kiraz Kiraz, um, mould where, you know, because they're not physically either like super fast or huge wingers it's very easy to go oh like i wouldn't say forget but you just don't appreciate it's like it's the jared croker situation because they don't physically look like you know your your justin hodges or your greg inglises or your um or your matt coopers you know what i mean they don't look like that so they kind of get oh he's just but then when you actually watch them play and see all the good things they get through you're like oh he's a gun I think Wilson's a gun. I think he's a sure thing to start on the wing there. Um, and I thought I think in the two trials, he's been one of their best. He really has. Well, I don't know if he will because I don't know. Lock if him in. Well, For me, so Ado Carr's on one wing. I'll be locking him in. Kiraz, you're going to play him at centre. It sounds like Connor, Tra- unless Tracy would go back to fullback. sounds like Tracy was going to come back and maybe play centre. I'll be going Tracy at fullback, Wilson on the wing, Kiraz at centre if his defensive stuff is all yeah. sweet. Ado Carr on the other centre. Um Critter on the if, if they're going to play Critter at centre. Tell critter. you what, they're like, for the criticisms we've had of them, they've got, maybe not, not in the middles, middle forwards, but they've got options in positions. Like, that is a good thing. Like, they've got sure. competition for key spots. Yep. Outside, of, outside the front row, they've pretty much got pretty good depth yeah. for a team that's not in the eight. I love the evolution of Jamin Salmon the last yeah. three years, going from basically Harbs through, to my knowledge, all his juniors and early on in his NRL career, Spent a bit of time at centre for the Panthers. Became an edge back rower. I actually thought they looked quite good in attack that first sort of 20 minutes mm. when he was the 13, just playing as the link man. I thought he did a really good job I don't job, mind him at 13. Yeah. I, like, there's a, there, if I'm sitting at the, the selection table and i got Curran and Salmon, Salmon might just pip Curran and have Curran on the bench only because he's played more minutes in the trials yeah. at the moment. And, and as Guru sort of alluded to with Curran, he came on... Basically just tucked it under the arm and ran hard and was really effective, got through a ton of work. So, look, it's only sort of a two-game trial sample size of Salmon at lock. I don't know if he can do it long-term, but on what we saw in the two games, he looked good. Put it this way, I think that you have to have Curran and Salmon in the side. I just think they've been too good 
in these trials for the limited minutes that they've done um, to not have him in the side. Now, that means you have to sacrifice. You may not have to sacrifice because you've got uh, Kurt Mann on the bench. Um, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But you may have to sacrifice a big front rower. You'd go man, you'd go, you'd go salmon or curran, then you'd go a front rower. Yeah. So like we'll just say Max King, even though Max King will probably be starting. And then maybe another front rower. Yeah, and like Karen would essentially be like another front row if they were to do that. If they, had to. If they were to go with Man and Salmon, I think well. Salmon could if he had to. 10, 20 minutes in the middle there, I reckon he could do it. All right. Just the last one, he didn't have much of an impact on the game, but how lean is Viliami Kikau looking? I I loved his energy. Mm. I thought he was quite super aggressive in defence, um, and that's a good sign that if he keep, keeps up that attitude, it'll click for him. No Jeez, he's what. looking fit. Looking fit as anything. It's weird seeing him out the blonde hair though. I'm like, who's that guy? He looks good. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. Um, alrighty, that's uh, Bulldogs where Sharky's done and doosted. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.